got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. This is your morning show where we bring you everything, technical analysis on fundamental analysis and on-chain analysis about the broader cryptocurrency markets. As you probably know, over the last couple of hours, Bitcoin has gone into a relatively major rally. In fact, at the time of recording this video, Bitcoin is sitting at $44,350, rallying up from $42,000 last night. The reason that that's so significant is because Bitcoin right now has just completed forming an inverse head and shoulders pattern. That inverse head and shoulders pattern has a price target in the high 50,000s. And if that does play out the way that we think it's going to, then we might see a very major rally on Bitcoin happening much sooner than later. We're also going to be talking about how the US dollar has lost 97% of its value against Bitcoin in just the last five years. And we're going to be talking about a plethora of different on-chain signals that are flashing massive, very powerful, bullish signals right now that could lead us all the way back up to all-time high and beyond. Before we jump into it, I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. I am joined, as always, by Kelly Kellum. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing excellent. I woke up super refreshed. You guys uh, here at the Crypto Jeb team referred me to an excellent uh, uh, stylist, and I got my my ears lowered and all my hair is trimmed and uh, feeling good. Got your ears you, lowered, you know, huh? we might be doing a little bit of uh, content creation over here in the back end. Uh, got a lot of stuff Ooh. coming for you guys. Also, I was super happy to see. You know, we uh, we mentioned Adax to everybody on the stream. Uh, when we when we got interested in it a while back, uh, and uh, a lot of people have been asking about it, they just released their version 1.1 update yesterday, Ooh. which is huge. Uh, you know, really uh, tuned into a lot of the user feedback about what they needed to do uh, to really make it uh, be the best decks possible. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and otherwise, I'm just excited to uh, dive in. We have so many good signals today and so much to talk about. So let's uh, let's talk to our brother Smanold over here. Yeah, Smay, my friend. Oh, and I must say, How are you doing? your hat, Smay. Is uh, is such a lovely addition. It really ties together your ensemble. You, you know what's funny? You know what ties everything together? You just went to Corey, who is myself and Tim's barber. Corey is awesome. I'm almost certain he's not watching the show, but shout out to Corey, best barber in town. And uh, I was at Corey Pomeroy's one day, and I saw that hat sitting on the shelf, and I'm like, Corey, I'm pretty I, sure I recognize that hat. I haven't even cut to myself yet. And so come I don't to find out, Smay had left his hat at our barber. So it ties everything together. Smay, how are you doing? And why do you Hi, keep losing your hat? I'm here, and this is my outfit, guys. Hello, this is the one that he's talking Looking about. Looking good. Um, but I would like to take this opportunity, because I look good, I feel good. Uh, guys, man, I get the opportunity every morning, and it just gets better every morning to say your guys' beautiful names. Aww. So I'm going to go ahead and say some names here. We have so many members in the chat today. We got Cameron, Ricardo Vinegas, Cryptosaurus Rex, Christopher McFarlane. We got... Uh, we got Leon the Dutch. We got the Bitcoinologist. We got Jojo. We got Crypto Sec Guy. We got Crypto Alchemist. Oh, so many. Grand Roofing Incorporated. I don't even know if I've already said that. TZ. Oh, and then you have Gordon Gecko says, I want to date Smay. Stop it. Stop it. We should have asked yesterday when he was more susceptible. And then we got Lucas Jaskoliski. Jaskoliski. You guys are the best. I and love Cameron. you guys so much. And I would like to say, God loves you. Jesus loves you. You guys are the best. And, and man, 
You guys are beautiful. And b- before we jump into everything here, I just want to say, I just want to ask a personal favor from the bottom of all of our hearts to all yours. Uh, well, actually, first I want to acknowledge, thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's your first time or if you're here regularly, thank you very much. I definitely think about hitting that subscribe button and yes. it would mean the world to us if as silly as it is, if you hit that like button, because that's what keeps us on the air and that's what helps keep yep. get our, our word out to uh, as many people as possible. Ash Angton said, that hat reminds me of the old office and that's pretty mm. cool because the old office was great, but some interesting things have been taking place since we moved into this new office. Many things I can't tell you about, but many things that soon you will mm. be made aware of, and I'm very excited. I'm going to uh, uh, not drop any hints more than that, but there's things coming, and I'm very excited about all of them. Uh, and uh, 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 here's what I'll say, guys. Old Smay is gone. Old Smay is gone. This, there is no more There is no more Smay-tang. There is just Smay's a grown Smay man. Nakamoto. Oh, by the Smay way, Nakamoto. I would try to. Ta- I tagged. Uh, I tagged a bunch of people on Twitter yesterday that I that I thought people should follow. Uh, and in that process, one of the the last uh, one I did was everybody here on the Crypto Jeb team, and I was trying to tag Smay, and yeah. I could not find his handle. So if you could just refresh all of us what yes, your new yes. handle is, guys, and, uh, you keep changing it. <laughs> it's Smay, and I'm not changing it again for a while. It is Smay Nakamoto, guys. Smay Nakamoto at Smay Nakamoto. That's my Twitter. And I want I, I want to get same handle for I want to get a hundred more followers today, guys. I yes. post some good stuff. He does. I want another a hundred followers by the end of the stream. You, you hear can, me? That you, is your commission. I'm telling you. You can go down and also in the description of this video, there's all the Twitter handles for uh, I think Asmay, Tim, uh, and T Shroom, and also Crypto Jeb. But definitely, yep. definitely check in with that because I've been seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, fake profiles from all kinds so of people. Of like I got a I got a message from George the other day, and I was so excited from Crypto's RS, you no. know, that looked, it wasn't, no, it was uh, something that almost looked like it, but it was just a copy of his profile. Yeah. So definitely make sure you follow all of us at the correct things. And those, those links are, are directly in the now, description. A, a new friend of mine that I've known for a few months, actually uh, her friend, she had me message her. And I was like, no, that that's not me. Tell her that, that that's a scammer. That is not me. Guys, thank you so very much for hitting those like buttons. Uh, that like button. Ryan Fitch said, smash the likes if you have positive vibes. Guys, positive vibes all around today. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you have a great Valentine's Day? I think Valentine's Day is a great holiday. Let's see if we can't get up to 500 likes before we get started. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and jump <clears throat> straight into the market pulse. I feel a little tickle in my throat. I really hope that I'm not getting something. If we look here on CoinMarketCap, we can see that Bitcoin is currently trading at $44,345 up 4% over the last 24 hours. Ethereum up 6% at 3125. That's great. I actually like seeing Ethereum outrun Bitcoin. That means that there is confidence in the market. Whenever Bitcoin is rallying a little bit and the altcoins rallying more, oftentimes that means that people are feeling confident in Bitcoin because they are willing to go and buy other projects besides Bitcoin. If Bitcoin is doing one thing and then Ethereum is doing a time and a half or two times what Bitcoin is doing, oftentimes that means that people have their faith in the future of the Bitcoin rally, so they're willing to go and take on more risk. So that's a great thing that Ethereum is up 6% when Bitcoin's only up four, and Binance is up 7% when Bitcoin's only up four. Cardano's up 5%, sitting at $1.10. Solana up 5.5. Solana coming in second place after Cardano, exactly where it belongs. Sorry, Solana community, but I think Cardano's better. I've already made myself clear on that one. Terra Luna up six, uh, up 5%. Avalanche up 9%. Great projects all around. Polkadot is up 5%. By the way, I'm not saying Solana's a bad project. I just like Cardano more. Wrapped Bitcoin up 4.16%. Crypto.com up 3%. Polygonmatic up 9%. 
around the around the cryptocurrency markets, we have a major rally going on right now. Secret up 11%, Kadena up 15%, Gala up 15%. Gala had a really rough week a while back. The graph up 18%, some big gainers. If we look at the last 24 hours, we're going to see there are no losers right now. It's just the stable coins going up and down a, ten, a hundredth of a percentage point. But the other thing I want to point out here, is that right now total market capitalization on Bitcoin is hovering just below $2 trillion. We had sat below this level for a while back in early February. Uh, right around February the 7th, we rallied up here for the first time, kept testing $2 trillion and rejected off of it, pulling back down to $1.85 trillion just a couple days ago. But now we're up here testing $2 trillion again. Kelly, it's very easy for us to look at the price action graphs of Bitcoin and say, okay, here's support, here's resistance. But oftentimes, total market capitalization resistance levels get ignored. What do you think about the fact that we're testing $2 trillion is that a psychological barrier that Bitcoin is trying to break through right now? I think when we're looking at the, the total market caps for whether it be a, a, a portion sector of the market or the market as, at, at a whole like this, when we're looking at the total, not the total two or the, the you know, just the Bitcoin or just altcoins or any of these, but the total, it's a great sort of, I don't want to say index, but... Uh, <laughs> encapsulation of what the general sentiment of the market is, is doing, whether, whether it's trending up as a whole, trending down or, or, or ranging. Uh, and so right now I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all in all, we, we breaking $2 trillion again, I think is huge. Uh, that doesn't mean we're going to moonshot from here, but it does mean it does show that we're starting to pick up a little bit of momentum, at least, at least in sentiment, right. And sentiment is, uh, what's going to ultimately truly fuel, uh, the direction of the price. Right. So, uh, I think it's great that we broke $2 trillion. Uh, I think it's more of a setup than it is uh, an absolute signal that something's going to happen. Uh, but we gotta, we have to have the setups before we get the signals, right? So I think I think we're in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, I'm going to throw it right back to you because we got some headlines we want to read. I know you have some very interesting things that we want to cover. So let's go ahead and jump straight into that. Let's do it. So well, we didn't cover it yesterday, and I know that this has been in sort of a looming uh, news story. So, uh, of course, uh, Canada has had uh, this it's been sort of, I don't want to say plagued, but they've had a, a bit of protest lately uh, regarding the Freedom Convoy and some other uh, things in that in that uh, regard. And Canada, essentially, they adjusted a, a law. I can't remember the, the year. I think it's a law from 1988. Uh, but essentially, they are uh, they included uh, cryptocurrencies and crowdfunding in the law in, in the way it's written so that they could limit uh, access to funds for people that are involved in any way in protesting, even uh, uh, so even other things that have nothing to do with crypto, like uh, the the ability to uh, to to close your bank accounts or uh, limit your access to other funds just by participating in something that you believe in. Uh, and what I found interesting about this, our uh, uh, crypto uh, leader himself, in terms of uh, you know government uh, heads, uh, Na Naib Bukele, actually posted this on his Twitter in regards. He said, "All these people who like to give lessons to other countries about de democracy and freedom, this is the only." This is only uh, this is one of the top ranking countries in the democracy index. Your credibility on these topics uh, on these topics is now worth and, zero. And to that end, let me read you a uh, uh, a little known and often ignored snippet from something called the Constitution. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. It's so funny. I had to do a double take there because I was like, wait a second, is it going to be too controversial for me to read this on YouTube. Oh, wait a second. That's the Constitution of the United States, not of Canada. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't you even have be, to ask that? What, yeah. Isn't it crazy <laughs> that the founding 
two sentences of the entire free world is under question right now, and you can be called out for, for standing for it. I stand for the First Amendment. I'll make that much very clear on this channel. Kelly, back to you. Sorry and, about that. And you know what? You know, this actually points out something incredible. Like, if you, if, if you haven't yet, I really highly recommend it. Go to our channel and definitely watch the Charles Hoskinson interview because he, he, kind of, he dives in. Jeb does an excellent job of not just talking about, you know, Cardano and Ada, where's the price going, where they're building, but more and more relevance to the crypto uh, community at large and how uh, how its interaction or uh, change in world trends and uh, all the, I mean, so many incredible topics. And it actually touches on this and even stuff that's relevant to whether it be the Freedom Convo uh, Convoy or the uh, disease which shall not be named and the where profits are really coming from. What's, what's really, you know, my favorite quote in there, and I, I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I can't remember it specifically, but he said, if something doesn't seem to make sense, what you'll understand and what, you, what you'll begin to realize, it doesn't make sense because somebody's making money off of it. That's the truth right there. Right? So uh, that being said, let's uh, jump into some more headlines. So we got, uh, so of course, uh, the market is moving today, right? So th just because we're getting a couple hundred dollars or even, you know, you have to think about this. We were above $40,000, right? So something's even moving $1,000 from, let's say, forty dollars to $41,000. That's no different in percentage than something moving from $40 to $41. So so that movement is it, it, it's not cause for absolute joy and jubilation. All it is is one step and a long line of steps that need to happen to make a trend reversal. So with that being said, we've got, uh, I got to cut that, that, that phrase out of my, I'd Which say one? that with that being said, that, that, being that, said that, that one's I, that's, a, that's one of mine too. I do the same thing. I'm cutting that one out. Baby. I'm working on that uh, one too. But so, you know, the price is moving. However, we still have this looming sort of uh, not indecision, but fear and, and just question about what's going to happen with the market in, in regards to what the, uh, the Fed's going to be doing with interest rates in March. And so this article here on Cointelegraph, uh, and you can, you can find it on Cointelegraph, uh, basically shows this is the uh, futures. Uh, and you can see this is, this is how the price action is going uh, after basically the next quarter and a half or so. But you can see that the the, the futures puts and calls have essentially been put uh, basically flattened out for the next short uh, period of time because people are very indecisive about where the market's going to go. But I want you to notice something here. Although people are indecisive in the, the short midterm of where the price is going to go, they also look at, look at the, the speculative uh, uh, calls about where the where the price is going to be. It's still going to be up at, at, uh, in some regard in the future because when you're looking at the supply and demand dynamics, which we're going to be diving into here in a bit, there's nothing you can do to change uh, or to limit the price on something when the demand when the demand will come in if the supply is going essentially to zero, right? So this is incredibly bullish, although in the short midterm, we still we still need to be a little bit more cautious and patient uh, because there's uh, whether or not we're super bullish, the market is as a whole is, has still not fully determined whether or not Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation, but we'll be diving into that as well here in a bit. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, so then the next thing I wanted to bring up uh, is, of course, you all saw the BlockFi uh, f uh, f fine that they got paid. Uh, they basically got fined $100 million. And uh, Jeb and I were talking about that this morning. It's ridiculous. And, and, and in regards to the fact that they're getting fined for having unregistered securities for the past 18 months. Well, this is one of the problems that's somewhat, not somewhat, is limiting major institutional involvement in crypto. Because when you have somebody being fined on something that because they weren't registered for the last 18 months, however, there's been 
been no regular regulatory clarity. They're essentially creating this regulatory clarity through uh, doing actions like this, where they're finding they're they're making it a legal judgment against something, so that then you can set a precedent, right? Rather than having an honest discussion and determining what it is you want to do, so people have an idea exactly what they're getting involved with. Uh, Brian Armstrong from Coinbase said it perfectly. He said, "Hey," and this was about a year ago. He said, "Hey, we're happy to participate and follow any uh, rules and regulations that we need to. Just let us know what they are, and if mm-hmm. you need, I'm happy to go through and sit down with people and come up with what these different uh, boundaries and and uh, basically a direction for what we can and can't do. People, yeah. uh, b- major institutions, especially publicly traded ones." They want nothing more than to fall within the purview of what the yeah. rules are, so they don't have. They don't want to pay a hundred million dollar fine, right? And then not only that, the the end user or us, uh, we want to know that if we're getting involved with something, that it's not just a, a speculative. And, is it still going to be around? Is it going to be chopped and, down by the government? And uh, the other thing you got to realize about a hundred million dollar fine is that BlockFi is not the one paying that. They're passing that on to their customer by having to pay lower interest rates or having to charge more for their products. They paid a hundred million dollar fine, but where are they getting the hundred million dollars from? They're getting it from the end user, so the government is basically taxing you when they find BlockFi because they didn't give BlockFi the correct regulatory clarity so that they can do their job. It's ridiculous. In Elon Musk's word, the government is a corporation with a monopoly on violence. That's exactly what they are. And the government can come to you and say, you're going to pay us $100 million because you didn't follow the rules that we didn't define. That's what's going on here. There is no regulatory clarity because the government does not understand the way this industry works. And I understand there's a learning curve, but you cannot. It's a basic principle that's taught in seventh grade physics. You don't get in trouble for breaking a law that did not exist at the time when you broke the law. Yeah. If it's illegal to steal a candy bar, but it was not illegal when you stole the candy bar, then if they make the law 20 years later that you can't steal a candy bar, you don't go to jail for stealing a candy bar because it wasn't illegal when you did it. (laughs) But we've forgotten about that. And that's what's going on in cryptocurrency right now. And that's why you got people like, um, who is it, Charlie Lee of of Funstrat screaming his lungs out for the last five years. Regulatory clarity, regulatory clarity, regulatory clarity. We don't have a problem with regulation. Regulation can be a very good thing. You see all these scammers, you see all these bots, you see all these Ponzi schemes and whatnot in crypto currency. Regulation is designed to protect the end user for that. I'm not against regulation if it's done right, but it has to be clear, and it's not, and that's the problem. And, you know, uh, Charles Hoskinson, in that same interview uh, that you did, also said, I mean, he said so He said so many beautiful gems. He really in did. That, that was great. But he's yeah. like, you know, it's 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 crazy that we're, we have people that are, I don't want to, this sounds dark, but essentially people that are, you know, just around the corner from their grave making decisions based on future technology regulation, and they don't even understand what the technology is itself. It's bizarre. Well, that's the way the government works. You get a bunch of politicians in office that go up there and they don't have a clue how business runs because they've never run a business before. And then they try and tell business owners how to run their business. You know, we live in a culture of offense. I take offense to that because I run a business with 16 employees. I'm not bragging. That is a gift to me from God. I'm the steward of this business. But the fact is, I understand a little bit more how a business runs than any of the politicians on Capitol Hill. They've never done it do. But they want to come and tell everybody how to run their business. They want to come and say, here's how cryptocurrency should work. And they don't even know the difference between a Bitcoin and a a Thurum. You know, how many times have you seen somebody come on, on camera and not have a clue what they're talking about, but they want to tell you how to run your cryptocurrency? That right there. Here ties right back into our vision of financial sovereignty. I want to see a world that has financial sovereignty. I want to see a world where not only are you free from the shackles of poverty, yes, but also free from the shackles of financial and governmental systems that don't have your best interest at heart. I want you to have control of your financial free of your financial sovereignty and your financial future, excuse me. 
and not someone else. Because whenever someone else has control over your financial future, that's when things go wrong because then they have leverage over you because money makes the world go round. It's sad, but it's true. Well, it's not necessarily sad. It is just the way it is. It is true, though, and we have to understand that. But let's go, right? But we're going to jump into the TA here in just a moment. But before we do that, and, and this is based exactly on what you just said, uh, Jeb, and Smay, you can go to my screen. Uh, this is, uh, how is the money going around in the, uh, in, as it relates to Bitcoin in the greater markets? Well, as you see in this article right here on Finbold, U.S. dollar loses 97% of its purchasing power against Bitcoin in the last five years. So if people ask, is, uh, is Bitcoin volatile? Well, I would ask, it seems like the U.S. dollar is more volatile than Bitcoin because of not only is Bitcoin going up in its own intrinsic value, the value of the dollar is going down as compared to that. Uh, as this relates to, uh, you know, people also ask about the whether or not Bitcoin is a hedge against uh, inflation or a hedge against the, uh, the economy at large. Well, some people don't think it is because it seems like there's a lot of a similar direction or dir directionality of if, if the traditional market's going up or it switches and it reverses and comes down, it, it seems like Bitcoin is doing the same thing. Well, here's the deal. The psychology and the sentiment of the market at large still for, for probably the time being for the next decade or more is still going to follow a similar directional trends. But how is it, how do we look at it in terms of the percentage? Well, this article here on Yahoo Finance, and this is, this is, this, I love this. When I saw this, it just, it made my heart smile because it's like, okay, people are really starting to see this. So this is uh, some of the major tech stocks and how they performed in relationship or compared to Bitcoin. And as you can see here, this is the difference in how Bitcoin uh, performed or outperformed these various uh, stocks. So Meta, formerly Facebook, we outperformed that by 46.74%, uh, outperformed Tesla by almost 20%, outperformed Amazon, outperformed Google, outperformed Microsoft, outperformed Apple. So if we're following the same directional trends, fine, who cares? Are we outperforming them? That's the hedge. Mm -hmm. And that's just over the last 30 days. What you're looking at over the last 10 years is that Bitcoin has outperformed every single other asset known to man. Like the, the, It is ridiculous how much Bitcoin has rallied. It's up and to the right, and it's worth $900, $900 billion for a reason. It's because... This whole concept of financial sovereignty, the reason that that resonates so well with me and resonates so well with cryptocurrency and the reason it resonates so well with you guys is because that's what Bitcoin was founded on. It was founded on this concept of financial sovereignty. That was not the coin term. That's a term that I've come up with. That is not the term that it was that, that, that you know Satoshi Nakamoto laid out, but Satoshi Nakamoto founded he, she, or they, whoever it was that founded uh, uh, Bitcoin, they understood that the only way that you can have a free society that will not trend towards tyranny is by having the financial sovereignty in the hands of the people. That right there is why the Constitution of the United States was created for other reasons, not just finance, but also, you know, every single one of the amendments. I'm not going to go into it for, for political reasons. But the point is, we need to have the control of our finances in our hands because whoever controls the finances is the one that has the leverage. You look anywhere in the world. Who's the one that has the leverage? Who's the one that has a power in a company? The person that owns the company. Company because they have control of the finances. Who's the person in a marriage that has control? Hopefully, it's it's hopefully a marriage is like you know it's supposed to be running correctly. But if it goes south, who's the one that has the power? The person that has control of the money. If you have a nation go south and go towards tyranny, what happens? They have control of the money. You know why the government right now is so freaked out over the last two, three, five years? It's because they realize that the dollar is on track for hyperinflation. They realize that this thing is going downhill and is going downhill fast, and they know that they have to get a tighter and a tighter and a tighter grip on power because if they start to lose control over the U.S. dollar, I'm talking specifically about the U.S. government here and all the other nations that are NATO allies, 
They realize that if Bitcoin and excuse me, if Bitcoin and cryptocurrency start to give people an alternative away from the monetary systems that they have built, then they lose their power. And that scares the hell out of them. And quite frankly, it should. I, I want to show one last thing before we jump into the charts. And this is on my Twitter. I, re, I retweeted something from TechDev, who's phenomenal. And this is a chart that you can see. This is just a Bitcoin on the 200 week moving average. And if you look at this and I actually wrote this, it says up and to the right. If you find the market is too choppy, look at a larger time frame and you'll see how ultra bullish Bitcoin is. Mm -hmm. When you, the further zoomed in you, you get, the more noise you're going to get and the more volatile it's going to look. So if, if you don't have the constitution for that, just don't look at the 15 minute, one hour, four hour, one day, just pull it out, look at the weekly or the monthly. Uh, and you'll see there's, it's, it's literally just up into the oh, right. Wow. That's hilarious. Look at that chart. That is insane. How about that? That's such a cool chart. I'm going to go retweet that after the stream. Good deal. Did I interrupt you, Kelly? Or no, you that, that was it. So let's, uh, I don't even know where we're at. We, we're, we're flowing we're, today. We're ready to jump into some technical analysis here. We were right on schedule. We were scheduled to jump into TA at 9.53, and here it is, 9.53. I know you guys in chat are like, Jeb, where's the TA? It's coming, guys. We got all kinds oh, of TA. We might have some super chats, but we can move those uh, to a little bit so we can get into the uh, yeah. the TA. Let's go ahead and jump into some technical analysis here. Around the t A little after the top of the hour, we will jump straight into some super chats. Thank you guys so very much. Rick Fortnite. 962 upgrade to a grandmaster by the way i'll shout you out real quick guys bitcoin just did something very important as you know bitcoin rallied over the last 24 hours in fact we pulled all the way back down to 41,700, rallied 2700 up 6.5 percent in the last day and eight hours and yesterday if you're watching this stream then you will have remembered I drew this bullish RSI divergence right here, and I talked about how that was going to give us the opportunity. It didn't guarantee, but it would give us the opportunity to bounce off of our zone of support. We've had this zone of support drawn between $40,700 and $42,000 for the last week and a half. In fact, we drew it back over here. This has actually been here for like three weeks on my chart. We talked about how hopefully we would bounce bullish off of this, and this bullish RSI divergence would, reversal, uh, would reverse us, and that's exactly what has occurred. The reason that this reversal is so very powerful is because this actually fully formed an inverse head and shoulders pattern and that's very exciting for a multitude of reasons number one take a look here we have the fully formed inverse head and shoulders pattern. We have our left shoulder right over here, bottoming out at 40,700. Over here, it bottoms out 41,600. Close enough. That's good enough for government work. We can see that Bitcoin has gone into a rally and has been in a rally since January 24th. Now, if we go ahead and draw a price target here from this inverse head and shoulders pattern, and we extrapolate from the from the uh, shoulder line, excuse me, the neckline here at 46,000 uh, dollars, that gives us a price target of 63k. So the fact is, this inverse head and shoulders pattern is going to play out in a big way. We saw an inverse head and shoulder, excuse me, we saw a normal head and shoulders pattern form a while ago, something like this, and it didn't reach its full price target, which would have pushed us down to $13,000 way down there, but what we, or $23,000, excuse me, way down there. But what we did see is we saw that Bitcoin broke to the downside a little bit following through on that head and shoulders pattern. And I do think that we're going to do the exact same thing here. Kelly, I'm going to throw it to you really quickly. I want to hear your take on this inverse head and shoulders pattern. Is this something that you're putting a lot of stock in? Do you think that this rally over the last two days is uh, exactly what the bulls need to be able to make the argument that we're going up to 52k that really uh that that really important zone that we need to break through well you know at the end of the day when we're when we're when we're trading or if we're actually actively participating in the market whether you're, you know trying to find a good entry or an exit or a swing trade uh you have to take as many things in confluence as you can whether it be uh you know using market cipher or lux algo and all the signals that are within that or you know that in, in addition in confluence also with the patterns that you're that you're working with whether 
whether it be downtrends, horizontal horizontal trends, support and resistances. As, as you can see in my chart here, uh, we're essentially trading. Uh, yes, we are in an inverse head and shoulders, but uh, not but and we're we're essentially ranging between these support and resistances. So what I'd really like to see, because this this has been a pretty strong resistance uh, for where we're at right now, and it actually goes back uh, quite a, uh, quite a ways, all the way to uh, before the last run up. Uh, I want I really want to see this not only break through this, not only because this is the neck of the inverse head and shoulders, but also because this is a major resistance line that can then uh, each one of these resistances is another gate to the next step. So we got to break through that. We got to basically follow through on this inverse head and shoulders. We have to follow through, uh, break through this gate. And then now, then after that, we're going to have to attack the next, the next level of resistance. So I'm looking at this with, uh, I don't want to say hopium, but uh, I have a bullish bias on it because, uh, because there's so much incredible on-chain data, which we'll, we'll dive into here in a second. I'd like to continue with the TA. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and jump back into the technical analysis here, guys. Let me go ahead and uh, look here. So the next thing, actually, Kelly, can you take it real quick? I need to clear my throat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we can just go over some of the signals because uh, I'll be doing more on-chain stuff in a second. So, you know, when we're looking at market cipher, uh, we do, we had this sort of choppiness where you can see this money flows coming up, but we had a, the, a shift in momentum down and now the, the momentum shifting back up. But one of the things I want you to notice is you see the, 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 the difference or the disparity, the divergence between these two different RSI lines. Uh, they basically came and confluence came up and now we have a quite a big split. Uh, and typically when you have a large split in the, the, RSIs on market cipher. It shows a little bit of indecision, but that's also seen very clearly and evidently here on the momentum because the momentum is chopping. It looks like it was trying to go back and then the bulls say, no, we're actually going to go up, uh, which is incredibly bullish. And then you can also see we're, we're, we've made a higher high on this momentum than we did in this previous run up. So it's starting to show that the shifting wins in uh, it within on market cipher within the Bitcoin market. Uh, in addition to that, we have this money flow, uh, which is this is a very, this is a very bullish thing, having this money flow like this and having this VWAP right here uh, shooting up and having a green dot. So I would like... I wouldn't take this as a full-on trade signal yet because the key point when you're trading to, to get the, the most profits is to have the best entry with the best risk management, yeah. right? So although we have all these signals, we have all these signals right below this massive resistance uh, border right here, uh, or the barrier. And so what I would want to see is letting this bullishness play out and push through this resistance and either push through with such conviction and volume that I don't, that I don't really need a retest, but if it it doesn't have that, which is probably most likely that I want this to push through and then find some flip this as support uh, and then hold that support and then find volume uh, on follow through to the upside. That that's that's where I would look for my entry. And then I would use this this area below as a, you know, basically a stop loss uh, area. There you go. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump back onto my screen. I got a lot of things to show you, by the way. Uh, John C. just tuned in. He said, I, I literally just tuned in and I immediately heard the word confluence. That's how you know Kelly's on stream. If you're hearing the word confluence, that's another word you say a lot. Have you noticed that, Kelly? Hey, it's a good I, word. I'm I learned in, the word from you. I'm in confluence with uh, good trade signals. There baby. you go. Boom. Let's go. Okay, we're going to jump out to the weekly chart. There's a lot of things I want to show you out here. Number one, you may not have known this, but there's actually some massive long-term bullish RSI divergence showing up on the weekly chart that I do believe also shows up on ETH. I'm pretty sure I've shown you guys this. Yeah, there is bullish RSI divergence out here on ETH. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But over on Bitcoin, 
out here on the long term, this bullish RSI divergence is very important for a multitude of reasons. Number one, when you zoom out, you look at this market and you're like, okay, well, I'm forgetting all the noise. This is actually a very simple thing that we're going through here on this market. This market went up, down, up, and down. This is literally the last 12 months of price action are, th are four, five major trends. Up, down, up, down. Well, four, excuse me. I can count four. That is pretty much all that's happened in the last 12 months. You know, there's been a lot of noise in here. We had Elon Musk and we saw Michael Saylor and El Salvador and all this nonsense. No, not nonsense. It's all very good things. But the fact is what we've ended up seeing, what we've ended up seeing happen is that there's been bullish RSI and MACD divergence. Now on the weekly chart, there's actually more coming in other than just that bullish MACD and RSI divergence. Namely, you can see over the last three weeks, we've been converging bullish on the weekly chart MACD. That weekly chart MACD is very important because if it continues to converge bullish and actually crosses bullish, that is going to be a major signal that we're about to see a major rally. I can show you the last two times that we saw a bullish MACD cross on Bitcoin. We saw one happen right here, led into this uptrend that rallied us about 52%. Back over here, when we saw this cross, we saw Bitcoin rally 615%. So a weekly chart MACD cross is a very, very big deal. And in fact, we saw a weekly chart MACD cross pretty much call this correction because we saw it happen right back over here. And we also saw a bearish weekly chart MACD cross call this correction over here. These longer term technicals are very important. It can be tempting to just stay on the daily chart, but there's a lot of things that happen out on the, out on the three day chart, out on the weekly chart, and frankly, out on the monthly chart that are very important. Now, one thing that, since we're talking about longer-term timeframes, I should bring this up. One thing that a lot of people are worried about is they think, oh, well, we just saw a bearish monthly cross out here on the uh, monthly chart for the MACD. Does that mean that we're about to see a massive downtrend? No, I do not believe so, but the argument would go, okay, well, the last time we saw a bearish MACD cross on the weekly chart was back over here in March. This was a bit of a fluke, so it was really back in July of 2018. We were in a bear market at that time. I would say that this does not mean that we're going into a bear market because it doesn't line up with the rest of our signals, but I did just want to show you that. The other thing I want to point out is that if Bitcoin manages to close this month above $46,500, then we're going to have a bullish engulfing candlestick formation like we saw happen back in June and July. That would be a very bullish thing as well. And it's almost certain that we're going to see a green candlestick close out this month because if not, we would have to drop below 38K and we would see four red in a row, which is very uncommon to see four months red in a row. Jumping back down to the three daily chart, I want to run you through some of the things happening down here. We do see that there's a little bit of a doji forming right here. We saw a spinning top and now we're moving to the upside. That's a great sign. Non-engulfing bearish candlestick formation. That was a good sign as well. We've been bullish above our moving average here on RSI. Uh, for uh, 12 days now, 12 or so days, ever since the 31st of January, actually about 15 days. So that's a great sign. We're about to jump above 50, meaning we're getting back into the bullish control zone. We have a bullish MACD cross that's come in on the three daily chart. That all is wonderful. And if we look at Lux Algo here on the daily chart, we can see that at the moment it is flipping between strong and regular buy signals. So we've had a buy signal since February the 4th. It's been 50, uh, it's been a, a 11 days now. That's a great sign. But also right now, uh, literally 10 minutes ago, this was a green candlestick, not a purple one. So you can see these green candlesticks over here. These represent uh, strong bullish buy signals. I actually sat down um, at lunch with the executive team and the creator of Lux Algo about six months ago asked him, what was your favorite part of the entire technical indicator package? He said, actually, my favorite part of the entire technical indicator package are the reversal zones, which you can see right here. We've done a pretty good job of bouncing off of them. And we, and he also said, it's the color of the candlestick. It's the candlestick coloring. So we see this red, that is strong sell signals. Purple means either weak buy or sell signals. And then green means strong buy signal. So we want to see a green candle coloring come in here on the, on the Lux Algo. And I do, on Lux Algo, and I do believe that that's what we're going to see happen soon, considering when we were sitting 
$200 above where we are right now, about 10 minutes ago, we saw that it was actually green. So soon enough, if we do rally up here to $46,000, start closing daily candlesticks, we're going to have a strong uh, buy signal. Our regular buy signal is going to turn into a strong buy signal on the daily chart, and that's a pretty big deal. On top of all of that, if we look on Lux Algo out on the three daily chart, we can see that we have not had a buy signal confirmed yet, but we're close. The trend catcher has taken another step to the upside, and obviously Lux Oscillator, which I don't have up right now, but Lux Oscillator is also green. The last several times that we've seen buy signals form here on uh, on uh, the three daily chart Lux, uh, Lux Algo, we have seen that Bitcoin has gone into massive, massive, massive uptrends. These are the only three confirmed buy signals on the three daily chart for Bitcoin going back two years. We saw one happen over here. This one did not count because this sell signal was not valid. So these both just cancel each other out. This was a confirmed sell signal. Then we saw a confirmed buy signal led, in, led us into a rally. This was a confirmed sell signal led us into a downtrend. Confirmed buy signal led us into a rally. This was an invalid sell signal. So th this was an invalid uh, buy signal. And this sell signal perfectly called it. So Lux Algo has perfectly called this market for over two years out on the three daily chart. That's why I am paying close attention to what it's saying out here. If we see a strong buy signal or even even just a buy signal come out here on three daily chart, then we're going to see a major rally with a very, very high degree of certainty. Of course, technicals are downstream of fundamentals. If something happens, like, you know, a conflict breaks out in Ukraine, you know, there's a lot of news going on around that. If we see a major inflation news come out or we see a rate hike and people get scared or if, if something happens fundamentally, then that can invalidate the technicals. But for right now, the technicals are in charge because the fundamentals are sitting pretty, uh, being pretty still. So, Smay, I want to ask your opinion on this. We've seen Bitcoin go into an uptrend for the last, you know, three weeks and change ever since about January 22nd, 23rd. Do you think that we're starting to get out of the turtle market? Do you think we're starting to get out of the woods? Or do you think that this is all a dead cat bounce and we're actually going to see Bitcoin drop back down into those low 30s at some point soon? Um, <clears throat> honestly, uh, I, I think that we're I think we're definitely towards the tail end of this turtle market. Um, I think that I think I felt that for a little bit now. I think there's a there's a lot of rumblings, a lot of things, a lot of news stories, a lot of. Whether that be you know back and forth, whatever it is, I actually am not really convinced yet of where I land in terms of bullish or bearish. I just know that we're not going to be in the same range for a while. So depending on what that is, I'm more leaning towards bullish, right? I think we're probably going to look pretty bullish and we're going to slowly kind of get out of this turtle market, but I'm kind of not convinced either way right now. I think it's one of those things that it's just got to uh, wait and see. Uh, all I know is what I'm doing guys, to be honest with you is, and this, this is not changed no matter what. I'm buying Bitcoin. I'm dollar cost averaging, buying Bitcoin, and I put my money where my mouth is. So ultimately, that's all. That's all I'm worried about is continuing to have money to buy Bitcoin. So well, let me ask you the same question, Kelly. And before I do, guys, make sure you smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,250 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Thank you so much for all 3,000 people who are watching and tuning in. We want to help you achieve financial sovereignty. That's the whole reason we're here. If that's something you can get behind, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. But Kelly, do you think we're getting out of this turtle market? Do you think this rally is real? Is it actually going to lead us up to $52,000, which I'm calling the gates to all-time high? Or are we about to see another correction? Well, I, I'm going to jump to some on-chain metrics here to kind of help inform that and, and show you why I'm thinking this. So uh, if you can bring this up if you haven't yet. This is uh, this bottom portion here. This is from the Rational Root. I, I love following him. Uh, he's got all kind of great charts. But this is essentially, this is the first uh, uh, bull market. This is the second. And this is the one that we're in now. And I, what, I want, what I want you to notice, I actually uh, drew this uh, some 
this is on my phone, so I apologize the, the poor uh, graphics there. But I want you to see these peaks. You see how that's a little bit longer. Uh, and this is this next this next extension in terms of this is the whole idea of like the lengthening cycle. This next extension isn't going to be the same amount. It's going to be a, a little bit more. So whether it's here or here uh, is is kind of hard to tell. But I want you to notice there's this one major run up correction and then another major run up. Hmm. This one had two major uh, two run ups with corrections and then the final peak. Same thing here. We're having this run up correction, uh, another attempt here, uh, slight correction, and we we have still so much room to go based on how this is uh, extrapolated and extended out based on how the, the the size of the market is getting larger and larger. The other thing I'm looking at here is. Uh, you know, we're, the price is chopping around and all, all these things. It's, all it is is shaking out the weak hands because all the metrics are incredibly bullish. This is the exchange net position change. This is inflows and outflows. There's still not, we're still not in a position where the people are, are taking profits. The only people that are selling, they're not taking profits. Those are the weak hands getting uh, shaken out. Uh, the next one here, this is a, a balance on exchange. So this is how much is available on exchange. And this is the lowest it's been. This is fairly zoomed in. So uh, this is, this is the lowest it's been since November 2018. Although the market is so much larger, how come there's not more balance on exchange? Because people aren't preparing to sell. People are people are getting smart. They're they're following smarter money. They're, they're following uh, smarter strategies, and they're holding. They're hodling. They're putting stuff in cold storage or in wallets and not making it accessible to train chains. And the last thing I want to share this is uh, something I put together in uh, Glassnode's workbench, which is such a I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in Frankenstein's workshop and they're trying to put together these different formulas to pull this up. But essentially I want you to see this blue oscillating line right here that's overlaid on the chart. And then I have these three ver uh, horizontal lines uh, that essentially this green one here is a, a signal indicator. Uh, it, you know, when we're above it, it it's, it's, it's essentially signaling uh, the amount of momentum of price moving towards or away from the realized, uh, uh, the realized price. Uh, and I, I created this, uh, these signals uh, up here to show when it's this long, uh, this horizontal is basically showing that it's uh it's kind of like a cautious zone it, it's it's uh coming due for uh, the momentum is coming due for a correction back down and if momentum if the correction is coming back down on momentum that's also signaling the price is getting closer to the realized price which would also indicate uh downward price movement now and this down here is also the same thing if the price is moving too far down in a bear market this is basically trying to find uh the reversal zone for momentum to come back up. And so as you can see right here, this uh, th this is peaking above the, basically I have it on a FIB, on a FIB multiple uh, as compared to the, the Bitcoin price. Uh, and this is, the blue line is crossing just above it. And you can see if you drag this straight up, this is going straight up. And every time this crosses, this signifies, it doesn't mean it's gonna be a continued bull market. All it signifies is momentum is shifting in favor of the bulls for uh, bullish price momentum. So that's what I'm seeing with all the on-chain charts. Uh, and again, this doesn't uh, signify that the price is going to absolutely moon rocket from here. No, but I even, I think I showed this the other day as well. This, this has had crossed this, this signal line uh, several days ago. And here we are seeing some, some, some of the start of that bullish momentum, but that doesn't mean we're not going to still have to fight for those resistances. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that people need to remember is that you're always going to have to fight here in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for uh, the market's always going have to fight for every single resistance and support level. There's a lot of, um, there's a whole lot of actors in the cryptocurrency space. There are the bulls and the bears. You got the whales, the institutions, the retail, the you know the politicians, the government, the regulators. You have you have so many people going into this. It's a very
very complex mathematical formula and puzzle that we're trying to solve, and it's a very complicated thing to do. So the best thing that we can do is use probabilities and probabilistic if-then statement predictions. That's what I will call them. A probabilistic if-then statement basically looks like this. I give it a 70% chance that if Bitcoin breaks $52,000, that Bitcoin, then Bitcoin will go to $65,000 within uh, three to six months. That's an actual prediction, by the way. I am actually making that. That's not just an example. I give it a 70% chance that if Bitcoin breaks $52,000, then we will go to all-time high within three to six months. I think we're going to go to all-time high within three to six months anyway. But as I said before, I want to see these four technical indicators break with confidence. I don't know if we've really fulfilled the whole confidence part of that. It's subjective, but it's true. So the point is, is that we want to make sure that we're not trying to put certainties where there are no certainties. We can't in any capacity say that it's for certain that Bitcoin is going to go to all-time high, or it's for certain that Bitcoin is going to go to zero, or it's for certain that Bitcoin is going to follow through on the price target of this inverse head and shoulders pattern. There's no such thing as certainties in the market. The closest thing to a certainty in the cryptocurrency market is that the industry is going to grow as a whole. That's the closest thing you can get to a certainty. In fact, I would go so far as to maybe even think about saying it's certain that the industry is going to continue to grow, but it's not certain because one, the internet could go off tomorrow because somebody launches a nuke in space, drops an EMP and knocks out all electricity on this half of the planet and then the cryptocurrency industry just collapses because society dies. That that could happen. So there's no such thing as a certainty. I need you guys to realize that if you walk through your cryptocurrency journey, understanding that there's always a chance that things could go sideways, then you're going to be much better prepared for when things inevitably do go sideways. Can I can I make a comment on that? Sure. And this is for the because there's there's a different distinction between people that are just looking for entries as a long term investment and people that are looking for entries that are trading, whether they're uh, mid term, short term, or even like day uh, scalp trading. Well, the thing is, and I'm I'm reading some of the comments in chat, and people are like, oh yeah, uh, price could go up, it could go down. Well, the truth is, to, in order to trade effectively, you have to plan for both courses of action. You have to essentially to make profits in trading. One, you need to have incredibly good risk management. So when the trade doesn't go your way, which is bound to happen even to the best trader on the planet, that you have your stop losses and your risk management in place so you don't lose yeah, well, you well, don't lose your portfolio. Well, Kelly, you've, you've been a trader for like four or five years. You've made a living in trading. You've done like you trade like 12 hours a day for a long time. You've been working in cryptocurrency markets for a long time. So I want to I make sure that people are really paying attention to this because you really know what you're talking about in trading. You're not just some guy that we pulled off the street. You've been trading professionally for a long time. So please continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, absolutely. So price can go up, go down, right? Risk management. Look at the direction. If it does go down, what levels are you going to set your stop losses at or your exits in whatever regard so you're not losing, uh, you're not losing the value of your portfolio? You know, you should never be losing. Uh, every trade you make, you should never, you should never be risking more than a 2% loss on that specific trade. That's right? great advice. So in order to do that, you have to look at, it could go down, right? So if you want it to go up, okay, say if it goes opposite direction, uh, which it, it very well could at any moment, we never know about black swans. We never know about geopolitical news. We never know about fed regulations coming in. We don't, we never know. Right. So having your risk management set up so that the losses you take never outweigh the, the gains that you, the profits you make on the upside. So when we say it could go up, it could go down. What we're saying is we're seeing it's going to go up, but if it goes down, these are the levels you should be looking at and vice versa. Uh, you know, I actually want to show one more thing on my chart here. Uh, just, uh, well, while, while you're pulling that up, I do
do want you to show that, but I just just an analogy that, that I constantly use is that, and you know, meteorology gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, there's a hurricane coming and then it doesn't come. Well, the thing is, you can't predict exactly what the path of a hurricane is going to be. You can't predict exactly whether it's going to rain or not, but we still pay attention to the weather report, don't we? We still pay attention to whenever, I live in Florida, so I do this every single hurricane season. There's a tropical storm coming in. I say, okay, well, it looks like it's going to follow this path. And we look at it knowing full well that we don't know exactly where it's going to go because there's all literally trillions of different factors going into where that hurricane goes. But we still pay attention to the analysis because it gives us an idea. That's what those spaghetti models are called, are, are for. You look at all the different possibilities and you say, okay, well, they're all trending in the same direction. If we look at the same thing on crypto, we might say, okay, there's 100 possibilities. 70% of them go to the upside. Okay, I'm going to bet that we're going to go to the upside. I just want you guys not thinking about technical and fundamental analysis as an exact science because you cannot predict the future with an exact science with a complex industry like this. Sorry to interrupt, Kelly. No, of course. I, I, what I wanted to show, this is a, another tweet that I, I retweeted from TechDev. When I saw this, I was so confused at first. And this is showing a downtrend on Bitcoin. Uh, and it's basically what when you're seeing and what you would regularly do. You know, you look at the, uh, depending on what time frame you're on, like uh, it's, it's essentially the, the Bollinger Bands, that center line is a 20, uh, the 20 SMA, right? So whether on the monthly, the daily, the hourly, it's going to be the 20 uh, of that time period, 20, 20 candles back. And this, if I saw this chart on anything, I would be placing shorts or uh, I would not be placing entries on this because this is a downtrend, right? And right now it's testing that blue line. And it looks like it's going to come down. But when I looked at this uh, about three seconds longer, I realized what he had done, and we should all do this sometimes because it helps adjust your bias. What he did uh. was he inverted the chart, yeah. <laughs> right? Because there's something about bullish, uh, about uh, charts that are going up that make us think it's 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 bound to go down, especially when we're, oh. we're just carving new territory in these high prices. We're like, we're waiting for that moment where it's bound to fail because a lot of people are shell-shocked and have PTSD from the market crash in 2018, right? So at the end of the day, when you're looking at this, if you, if you know this was going to be a downtrend, flip that and you say, oh, that's actually how the chart is, especially, I think it's a 20-week. Uh, that yeah, is crazy. I looked at that and I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this chart. What is that? And I looked at the Y axis. I'm like, Oh, it's upside down. <laughs> so that being said, taking out your bias, looking at these in different ways, you can see that uh, based on trends and how trends are analyzed and the statistical probabilities, it's looking like we're we're we, we're going to find support on that blue line and uh, move up. But all we can do is read all that on-chain data, read all the uh, the patterns, read all the trend lines, supports, resistances, watching the volume and seeing the general sentiment of the market in the news stories right now. I think uh, the market, and we discussed this last week on my Twitter spaces uh, with a number of these guys uh, that come on there, but there's so much bullish sentiment. The only thing that's holding us back right now is uh, a lot of the, basically this indec indecision that is being like uh, permeating and like just layered on top of the market right now with the, all the Fed stuff, uh, as well as a little bit of the question about the geopolitical things. But all we can do right now is play it safe until the market uh, uh, picks a trend direction and and then you can trade a lot more confidently or pick entries a lot more confidently uh, because you got a direction to work with. Absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into some super chats. We got a bunch of super chats and we got a new grandmaster. He was already a member, but Rick4962, I believe, upgraded to a Jedi uh, grandmaster. I think he was, he re-upped. He was already. Oh, he re-upped. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you so much anyway, Yard Dog. Well, I'm going to try and do these super chats, but I, uh, uh, Shannon, our, our fearless uh, marketing uh, person is, uh, you know, head of marketing. He was 
supposed to be uh, basically pulling all the the super chats, and it doesn't. Unless there's only three, I don't. I think he might have gotten sidetracked. There might only be three. I haven't seen. Okay, a ton. well, let's see. So we got Rick four nine six two. You're in here so regularly. I I know you by name, man. So uh, welcome to being a Jedi Grandmaster. Thank you so much for joining that. I'm pretty sure he already, is his name on the Huddle Trophy. Spent, yes, Kelly. I'm pretty sure he is. He's a, I, he was already a Grandmaster. He just must have re-upped. Rick four nine six two should be on there. That's uh, yard dog. Uh, you out mean of this uh, Huddle Trophy that's on my desk? Yeah, the one that's gonna be on my desk here in about four days. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we're gonna be having to pick. Uh, we're yes, gonna be picking we're doing our price predictions today. Uh, okay, we got. Hope I don't get stolen from again. <laughs> you know, stealing's illegal, Kelly. Hey, you know. God given right here. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Mitchell Murray uh, donated. He said, can you get the word out on Assange Dow? Uh, it's a crypto legal defense fund for Julia Assange. Let's fight huh. censorship. Well, definitely in, in the nature of censorship. Yeah, that's a huge problem. And uh, I mean, amongst all the different streaming platforms. Uh, but even like right now, we talked about with Canada, you know, essentially they're censoring uh, the right to uh, have a, you know, a, a protest and freedom of speech. Right. Uh, so I, I I, I'll, I'll have to look more into that. I know they've, the I know they've raised, they've, ra they've raised a lot of crypto through yeah. that Dow. And by the way, earlier I wasn't even necessarily commenting on the whole Canadian trucker. Th I have not looked into that that much. I don't really know what's going on there. So the whole me reading the first, I was not applying it th to that because one obviously is Canada. Two, I don't know all the specifics, so. I'm not making a political comment on the Canadian trucker thing. I just want to clarify that. But we do have the right in America to peacefully protest and assemble. Just want to clarify my position on that. The last uh, one is uh, just we're getting poked on this all the time. So we need to we need to uh, maybe look a little look into this. But uh, it's from Cheddar Roman. It says, yeah, you guys need to get on Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> we, we, we yeah. Somebody somebody different each day. I told my us dad has Rumble, been so. telling me to get on Rumble for a while now. And it's something that we might look into. I'm not terribly familiar with the platform. All I know is it's a platform that was created uh, anti-censorship. Um, I don't know a whole yeah. lot about it, but it's something that we can look into. But uh, that's it. that's it for now. So let's jump into Ethereum, and cool. if, if we have time, uh, which we might, we might have to do a little crowd favorites for a, yeah. a, a couple altcoins. So we're gonna jump into as the uh, as the boomers on Capitol Hill call it Ethereum. We're gonna jump into some Ethereum, and also the rednecks from Louisiana. That's how they say it. Also, hey, I'm a redneck, so I can say that. Let's go ahead and jump on over to Ethereum here, and we're gonna take a look at it. It is currently sitting at three thousand. $100 and change. And it is also following through on an inverse head and shoulders pattern as well. Very similar to what Bitcoin is doing, except this one is slanted to the downside just a little bit. Not really a bad thing. It's just a characteristic of the way that this is looking. We have our shoulder line right here and our neck, excuse me, I'm sorry, our neckline right here and our shoulder line right here. I always get it inverted. <laughs> I had to do it. I, I had to do it to you. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I got, I'm got. i full of puns right now. It's a punny, funny day. Anyway, right now, we see that Ethereum has a price target with this with this inverse head and shoulders pattern at five grand. So that's great. If this inverse head and shoulders pattern plays out the way that I think it's going to, then it should help rocket us all the way back up to all-time high. So the question is, if we have a target at $5,000, how do we get there and what do we need to do to get there? Well, there's a couple of gates to all-time high on every single chart right now on Bitcoin, on Ethereum, etc. One of the gates to all-time high for Ethereum is $3,400. A gate is something that you have to go through to get somewhere. And what we're looking at right now is a gate to get back to all-time high. We have to go through $3,425 to get to $4,000. And to get from $4,000 to $5,000, then obviously you have to go through $4,000. So how are we going to do that? That's the question. That is the six. $69 million question or the, what is it? The $400 million question. What is that show that's from? Many millions of many, dollars. Many question. millions yeah. of dollars question. It is the $100 million question. <laughs> Sorry, BlockFi. I had to, had to pull it from you there. Let's go ahead and take a look here at some of our technical indicators. You can see that the MACD is trending to the upside. 
was converging bearish on itself a little bit over the last several days, but now it has actually started to move to the upside again. Last two days have been pretty bullish on Ethereum. We've seen the same thing come out of Bitcoin, so it makes sense that Ethereum is following. RSI sitting confidently in the bullish control zone, sitting up around 55. If you don't know what the bullish control zone is, that is everything between 50 and 70. The bearish control zone is everything between 30 and 50. And then when you look at the RSI as a whole, then everything above 70 and up is called the bullish overextension zone. And then everything below 30 is called the bearish overextension zone. So right now we're sitting in the B, in the uh, B, C, Z. It's confusing because bull and bear both start with B, but it's the B, C, Z. It's the bullish control zone. That's where we are. That means the bulls are in charge right now over on Ethereum. That's very, very important. Looking out on the three daily chart, we see something similar. Because we can see that Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum right now is sitting at 45. It is trending towards the bullish control zone. It's not quite there yet. That is a reminder that this is a very young rally that Bitcoin and Ethereum are in. They've only been rallying for a little over three weeks. I want to see them rallying for three months, and then I'm going to be very confident in them. But at the moment, they are moving in the right direction, which is good. We've also seen a bullish MACD cross come into play over the last four or five days here on the longer term on the three daily chart MACD. RSI is sitting above its trend line, so that uh, above its 14 interval trend line. That's a very good sign as well. If we look at Lux Algo here, we're going to see that we don't have a bullish buy signal. We don't have trend catcher. Uh, excuse me. We don't have uh, trend catcher green. We don't have a bullish uh, buy signal flash. I believe Lux Oscillator is green, though, so that's a good sign. Looking down on the daily chart, you can see that we do have a confirmed buy signal. We have a buy signal. Lux Oscillator is green. I will show that to you a little bit later, probably tomorrow, actually. And Trend Catcher is green. You see that there's a strong sell signal here. But remember, this is not a, this is not a valid sell signal. Why? Because Trend Catcher is still green. Trend Catcher has not turned red. So this is not a valid sell signal. We are still under a buy signal. This has not been confirmed. So we need to ignore this until it has been confirmed. Remember the whole thing I talked about a couple weeks ago in the court of law you're innocent until proven guilty in you know a properly functioning legal system in cryptocurrency you're bearish until proven bullish and you're br- bullish until proven bearish down here on the daily chart bitcoin has been proven bullish with the lux algo we see that there is a buy signal that's confirmed so we're bullish until proven bearish we have not been proven bearish yet so don't get freaked out about that strong sell signal that happens that is not something that we need to worry about on the flip side you can see that we saw a strong buy signal right here and then a week later we saw a strong sell signal this was not confirmed so this was an invalid sell signal this sell signal on daily chart lux algo has been in play ever since until we saw this buy signal so if we just get what I'm going to do, actually, just to show this to you on Lux Algo, because it's very important that we understand how to do historical analysis. Just follow me here. Trust me here a little bit so that you'll understand. Let, let me sh- kind of show you. I'm going to pull out the, you know, the teacher hat and show you these signals right here are invalid. This is valid. This is valid. This is valid. I'm going to explain why here in a second. Valid, valid. This is invalid. This is invalid. This is valid. This is valid. And then these are valid too. So the ones with X's over them are not valid sales, buy and sell signals. The reason is these have not been confirmed. So we saw a strong buy signal right here. This strong sell signal did not have trend catcher red, which means that the strong buy signal that came afterward was actually just the same buy signal as we saw back here. Same thing happened more recently as we saw a downtrend. This strong sell signal did not have green trend catcher. So this strong sell signal was actually the same thing as this one and they were invalid. If we look at the ones with circles on them, the ones that are valid, Lux Algo has done a very good job of predicting rallies and tops. This sell signal was pretty much immediately reversed, so this one wasn't very helpful, but it was helpful. We, tr- we corrected a little bit. Rallied from that strong sell signal, corrected from that strong sell signal, rallied, corrected, rallied, corrected, rallied, corrected, rallied. Lux Algo, if you read it correctly and you use the confirmation method that I have, ta- that I have taught you guys, has been 
perfectly accurate in predicting rallies and corrections on Bitcoin and Ethereum for the last two years. So, Kelly, I want to hear your take a little bit on what we're seeing happen right now on Luxalgo. Obviously, we have not seen that three daily chart confirmed buy signal yet. When we do, I'm going to feel even more confident because it's even more accurate out here on the three daily chart than it is on the daily chart, which is already sitting at like an 85, 90% accuracy rate. What is your opinion on Luxalgo and where do you think, uh, and, and what do you think is the most valuable way that we can use this indicator? Well, first thing I'm seeing is uh, we're pushing up and we're, ha- we're having a bit of resistance on the EQ cloud. And what I've noticed with the EQ cloud, uh, I'm looking at the daily here on Ethereum. When, it, when you're essentially you, you have a bit of your trend is almost defined when you're below or above that EQ cloud. Yep. So if you're below the EQ cloud and you're finding resistance on it, that's almost like you're fighting for that trend to, to truly, uh, I'm, I'll say it again for you, matriculate, matriculate. into, to, you know, convert into, uh, you know, have a, a, a true reversal, uh, and have that bull, the bullish sentiment. So right now we're having resistance on the EQ cloud. Uh, and of course, what's interesting to me is that the, the reversal zone, uh, is, it's, it's almost glued. It's very close to the EQ cloud, uh, showing that there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, market sentiment in terms of the mar- the, the psychology of the, of the trading of, of the traders that are trading uh, Ethereum right now. Uh, Signifying that there's a, um, what am I looking for? Uh, not only upside, but they're waiting for the, the, a break of some key levels before that range can open up to the upside. So we really want to push through this. We want to see the EQ cloud kind of convert, uh, converge back to being bullish. Uh, this, this is lovely. The, the oscillator looked like it was trying to pull back, but it's, it's, it's not only, uh, you know, starting to turn back up and, uh, expand again, but there's a, a lot. This is, this is a bit divergent from what we're seeing on the chart because there's actually a lot of room above uh, the oscillator between uh, before it even gets near uh, the oscillator uh, reversal zone. Uh, so I honestly, I think, I think it's just, it's, it's trying to let those bullish seeds sort of take root. So, uh, so we can break through this, this fear that we're going to continue like that basically that this is a dead cat bounce, uh, or any sort of relief rally. Uh, we, we have to fight through all that. And it's just, you know, having so much bullishness in the face of so much speculative bearishness with the, the fed, uh, and, you know, people hedging their bets against. So we, we got some work to do, but I, I'm starting to see the, the almost persistent sort of bullish push that at some point is going to break through that glass. That's amazing. Absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead and continue reading here some super chats. Do we have any other super chats? I'm not sure if we do, actually. Uh, but we do not, have a... Not right now. We no. do have a question here. And actually, I want to throw this... I answered in chat, but Chaz asked, Crypto Jeb, Lux Algo or CT2A, you can only choose one. Which one would you choose, Kelly? You're very familiar with both products. I would choose CT2A because it gives you the tools. It's kind of like give a man a fish or, or you know, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish. You, t- uh, t- you can feed him for a lifetime. Uh, and CT2A uh, and education in general is always going to be the best option. Uh, it's kind of like if, you know, a lot, unless you're going directly into the MBA or, prof- you know, becoming a pre- professional athlete out of high school, it makes most sense to leave high school and pursue education, whether that's educating yourself, uh, you know, or going to school. But spending that that time and investing because time is the most finite asset in the world it right is. it's not bitcoin it's, it's actually, not gold it's actually that people don't realize this the underpinning of the entire global economy is human time that it's not iron ore it's not coal it's not electricity it's not internet it's not gold it's not monetary policy it's not bitcoin it's time because through human time and through human work that's where everything else is created that's why we talk about man hours whenever we're like for example there's a new um, rail system being built in seattle they measure how much it's going to take it's about three million man hours over the next or person hours 
hours, I guess we should say, over the next 30 years. Time is the most uh, valuable and the most scarce asset. That's absolutely right, Kelly. Sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no problem at all. It's a good conversation. I like. Yeah, it I, is. I like I, it. We've been we've been vibing lately, and I'm I'm getting. I had to thank you all for being patient. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with all the uh, the uh, the media room, you know, in here, like doing it like on the spot. But uh, on the spot. But yeah, time time is uh, your investment in time. Anything that you invest your time in, or anything you spend time on, you're making an investment in that thing. So uh, if you're watching 11 hours of TV a day, you're investing in the knowledge of all the TV shows. But you can also spend that time investing uh, into learning uh, tools and trades or skills that can that can give you financial sovereignty. And give you freedom so that you can spend your time more how you want in the future. So at any, at any rate, uh, no matter what, you're always going to have pain in some regard. You can have the pain of not having what you want or have the pain of not doing what you want now and investing in something so that you can have more of what you want later. So you just have to pick. Do you want your pain spread out over the next 30 years or do you want to invest in, and be diligent and spend your time doing something that is a little bit of a pain in the butt to, to force yourself to hold that schedule and be diligent and learn, but it, it allows so much more freedom in the future. So I definitely think yeah. CT2A over LuxAlgo. I think that's a good point. because all, they're both great. The other thing is CT2A teaches you how to use LuxAlgo. So if you get LuxAlgo, CT2A will teach you how to use it and all the strategies that we have. So I would get CT2A. Anybody who doesn't know what CT2A is, that is the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. It was launched on September 23rd, 2018. We've helped over 5,000 students learn how to do technical analysis on cryptocurrency markets so that they can go and achieve financial sovereignty for themselves because we genuinely want to see you live out a fulfilled, purpose-driven life. That's our mission statement to help ordinary people live out a fulfilled, uh, excuse me, to live out a purpose driven life. I believe that we're given our purpose by God. And I believe that we're always working to discover what that purpose is. And I also believe that you got to fund that purpose and you have to have the freedom and the finances to do so. That's why fin financial sovereignty is our vision statement. We want to, we have a vision of seeing millions of people achieve true financial sovereignty through new decentralized applications such as Bitcoin and, you know, Cardano and Ethereum and decentralized uh, solutions and protocols so that you're able to actually operate in a financially free and a financially sovereign way. So what we're going to do now is we're going to let the chat spam for one minute. One minute. We're going to do technical analysis on one altcoin. I'm stopping it at one altcoin. We're going to do TA on one altcoin. Go ahead and spam the chat. What is your favorite altcoin? And by the way, make sure if you are a CT2A alumni, tell us in chat if you are and why you are. Let's go ahead and see what we got there. While we're waiting on that, Kelly, what is the biggest, most important news story that you have seen in the last month that we have not talked about on this show yet that you could tell us about? Oh man, there's <laughs> that, that. That's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. There's uh, uh, you just kind of threw me in the fire. I just threw that. you right um, in the fire. Uh, honestly, I think it's, and I think it's a bit of a non-story, but it's a huge story. So it's not a non-story. It's more speculative, but is it, it's this whole geopolitical sort of kerfuffle that's going on in, uh, between Russia and Ukraine, uh, whether it's, whether it's posturing, whether it's really happening, uh, you know, that's sort of tied up in this whole, uh, news story with Russia now, uh, t uh, accepting or acknowledging Bitcoin as, uh, you know, uh, as a form of currency that, that they're accepting and, uh, uh bringing into the fold within their the government and then you know the speculation around that is whether or not they're they're doing that just to avoid uh, uh, governmental sanctions because of what they're doing in Ukraine uh, but I think honestly the 
I, 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 and I, I don't, I don't, because he threw it to me so quickly, I can't pull up the, the chart, but I saw somebody posted, uh, the last time that there was a Russia, Russian and Ukraine, uh, geopolitical storm. Uh, I think it was in 94. I, I can't remember the exact date, but it showed what the market did when that happened. And it yeah, was, what happened to Bitcoin in 1994? Well, no, no. <laughs> well, it was, uh, just tinkering around somebody's brain. No, it wasn't Bitcoin. It was traditional markets. And of course on the spec, uh, on the acknowledgement initially there, or the initial awareness of it, you get a, a market sell-off at first, but then very quickly, fast recovery, and it essentially was a non-story looking at it, you know, three months later. So that being said, it's very important that we don't just jump at the whims of all the news stories, because uh, sometimes even if a news story is positive or negative, or if it's fake, you know, FUD, or whatever it is, uh, there's going to, it's same thing with the Super Bowl, you know, people speculating on it, it's going to be a huge thing, and then it's not, and then people sell off because it wasn't a huge thing. Well, at the end of the day, you're going to do better if you just zoom out. You know, if you're on four hours, zoom out to the one day. If you're on the one day, zoom out to the one week. Uh, because anytime you expand uh, your your time horizon, even by one by one metric or you know whatever, you're going to you're going to see the, the the trend that you're in a lot more clearly and not be so aggravated and stressed by all the noise, the market jumping around. And I think I think you know going in through the rest of the year, I think in all honesty, there's a lot of uh, posturing happening uh, from the Russian government. Uh, to, to basically to get something that we're not fully aware of yet. So I don't I don't think it's something that we be should be so fearful of. I think we need to be more tuned into what's going on with the Fed. And at the end of the day, just being a lot more uh, having a strong reinforcing our strong constitution to to hold through all this noise. Let me ask you one very simple question, audience, and I'm actually going to have Kelly answer it. But I want to ask you, audience, oh, oh, I'm a Pisces. You're a Pisces. Oh, I thought you were asking an important question. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> all right. Um, I think it. I'm a Pisces or a Leo or something. I was born August 23rd. I don't know what that is. It's like right on the border. It's definitely Scorpio, not a baby. Scorpio, baby. Let me ask you one question. This is the question you always need to ask yourself whenever you think, oh my gosh, the market's going to crash. Has the market ever not recovered from a war? Kelly? Well, the sad thing about it is there's something called a wartime economy. And it's the reason I say it's sad is because I, I would never want to make money on the backs of uh, the, you know, the destruction of a city or people or, uh, you know, something so violent as war. But uh, there's something that happens. There's always there tends to be some sort of sell off in a traditional market at the, uh, you know, the breaking of the news about whatever con said conflict. But it tends to actually drive uh, markets up in whatever country. Uh, that you're in is so long as that your borders aren't being uh, contested or like, for instance, if we had some issue uh, in the U.S. where something, you know, was on the soil uh, within our boundaries and that might have a different effect, but uh, large in part, uh, oh, it's just, it's just such so, a, it's so, such a so, dark so, thing to talk about. So the answer way. is no, there has never been a time where the, where the global economy has not recovered from a war because the global economy has grown year over year, maybe decade over decade or century over century. There's been extended periods of contraction, but century over century, it's grown every single century for the last 60 centuries, right? The economy always globally recovers, always. So the point I'm making with that, and the reason that the answer is just a very simple no is that a lot of people say, oh my gosh, there's a there's the there's the the flu going around over the last two years. The economy's gonna die. Or, oh my gosh, there's this conflict breaking out, which don't get me wrong, it's terrible. I don't want any conflict. I want this to have the most peaceful world ever. That is my dream. That's what I dream about. I pray for that. I want to see peace. The fact of the matter is, has the economy ever not recovered from it? 
one nation's economy might not have recovered from it. One continent's economy may not have recovered from it. But globally, has the economy ever always recovered? Yes. Every single time the global economy has recovered. Not condoning it. Not saying I want violence. I absolutely don't want that. I pray for so much peace over the world all the time. Has the economy always recovered? Yes, it has. And that's something we need to remember because it can be very easy to go on CNN and say, oh my gosh, there's about to be a conflict on the Russian-Ukrainian border. Freak out. We always recover. Just that simple. Let's go ahead and read a super chat and then we're going to go ahead and do, I think. Well, what were you going to say? AVAX? So there's what we're going to do, I think, is I saw quite a bit of Gala and I saw a lot of quite a bit of AVAX. So we're going to flip this coin. Okay. Whichever one it lands on, because it was it was pretty equal. It's pretty easy. uh, Sorry. uh, Equal. Uh, But before we do that, let's jump in the super chat. We got Brandon Talks Crypto, uh, CT2A alumni here. Love your videos. Thank you for all your support and guidance. You're awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Brandon Talks Crypto. Guys, that is really funny. Here's a the initials of his channel are BTC. Brandon talks crypto. That's <laughs> hilarious. Go. It's in the it's in the logo. It says BTC. Well, for you, you, for you, I will say let's go, Brandon, because you're talking crypto. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm talking about Brandon talks crypto. Gotcha. Uh, so we got uh, Gala and uh, Avax. We're gonna flip this. I'll do heads for heads for uh, Avax and tails for Gala. Uh, let's flip this going to be AVAX. AVAX. Boom sauce. Let's go AVAX. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at some Avalanche. Avalanche, as you guys know, is one of the major level one, uh, level one, layer one protocols in the cryptocurrency space competing for dominance. I believe it's currently sitting at rank number 10. Yes, it's sitting at rank number 10, $20 billion in market capitalization, sitting at 88 bucks. You guys know I like Avalanche. I've been holding it for a while now. Currently, it is under a conf- it is under an unconfirmed buy signal on Lux Algo. We see that there is a buy signal. There is no trend catcher green, though, so this is not confirmed. The good news, however, is that uh, AVAX came down and tested that trend catcher and also tested key support at $78 and bounced off of it. This is a really good-looking chart, and I'm going to show you exactly why. We had an all-time high at 78, let's call it $80. Then we pulled back and tested it here, used it as resistance here, support here, support here, used it as resistance here, and we just tested it as support. That's phenomenal. And we've also seen ever since the bottom at $54, it has rallied 66% in 28 days. That's a major rally, not something that you want to ignore. We can also see on the on the linear chart that is currently sitting right below a downtrend, a downtrend that was set in place back on November 21st, 2021, also set here on December 22nd, 2021, and then we've also tested it more recently. AVAX is looking like it's about to break this downtrend, and if it does, that's going to be a huge trend confirmation. I talked about about a week ago how I want to see AVAX get all the way up to $100. If Avalanche can get up to $100, then what it's going to do is it's actually going to fulfill another inverse head and shoulders pattern. Most of the cryptocurrency markets right now are in inverse head and shoulders pattern, IH&Ss. This, if we did break this, would give us a price target of $160, which would breach all-time high, which was previously set at $147. So Avalanche's chart is actually looking pretty dang sexy right now. I'm not going to lie. It's looking good, and I do think that it is going to go to a pretty big rally. On top of that, if we look at the three daily chart, there is a bullish MACD cross coming in in the next three days. That's great. And then also you got to think about the fundamental developments. Kelly, are you, do you know anything? Do you know about what's going on fundamentally with the AVAX right now? Can you explain to the audience a little bit about what AVAX is and why it deserves to be in the top ten? Well, AVAX. I mean, out of all the layer ones, it's actually probably uh, it's, uh, Ethereum has such a market share. It's hard not to to look to to really have it in your portfolio. But in terms of like my uh, my preference, I like AVAX probably among the uh, for the number one uh, 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 layer one because of the way they divide their their basically. Uh, 
their blockchain is split into three different uh, chains to to prevent like massive sort of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, congestion on the network because yep. they have their transactions on, on one part of the chain they have smart contracts processed on another and they have I forget what the other one on the third uh, and then they can also they're basically infinitely scalable because every time they launch a new node it uh, it, it uh, increases the through the, the it basically re- relieves congestion across all the three chains as well because they have more nodes running different chains so uh, I, I really love it and I think they just passed uh, it was over 10 billion dollars in uh, t- uh, total value locked uh, if you look, if you can find that on uh, DeFi Llama which I think is phenomenal yeah absolutely well what we're going to do now is we're going to look at AVAX a little bit more and then we're going to read some chat and then we're going to do our price predictions and then we're going to wrap it out it's a good Tuesday people were really not they didn't like the coin flip I thought I thought see here's the deal we put a lot of thought into what we can do and how we do things uh, uh, for our entire community whether it be uh, content we're releasing uh, how when where uh, you know the the story everything that we do we try to do with a lot of consideration and so what I'm seeing is very equally split and we only have time for one coin it's like okay well what's fair do we pick something that's bias or do we do something that's a little bit more yeah, uh, you know, equal so i apologize if you're offended by a coin toss but uh you know isn't can't make how, everybody isn't happy that, isn't that how they figure out who's gonna have the have the ball at the beginning of a super yeah. of a football game yeah yeah well i mean people seem to hate when we talk about football so maybe that's why they hate coin tosses maybe it's because <laughs> maybe they don't like football because it involves a coin toss maybe that's what it is maybe i should have caught it maybe they didn't like this the sound of the, the sound but at any rate you know with that being said uh and i'm removing that from my mouth uh Tomorrow, because of that, you know, I'll make sure that we do gala. Since okay. I, well, we'll um, make sure we do gala. Can I say something before you we certainly go to this? Can. Please I do. think we should own our words, and instead of giving up every word just because people, ooh, you say that too much, uh-uh. We should uh-uh. say whatever the heck we want because there's only so many words in the dictionary, okay? Somebody so, said earlier, Smet Kelly is about to lose it. His vocabulary is shrinking rapidly. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's only so many words. You can't just get rid of every single one you choose to use. Come on. I don't I don't stand for this. Say it. Say absolutely. Say at the end of the day. It's 2022, say ultimately, dang. say whatever you want to say. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Bitcoin go up. Hi, I Jeb. Bitcoin go up. I love it. All, All right, right. Now get to it and well, no more sacrificing if words. If we have any super chats, let's go ahead and read those, but then we move on to price prediction. Uh, there was there was no more super chats. No? Okay. Well, that's yeah. all right. We appreciate all the super chats, guys. Thank you guys so very much. Let's go ahead and move on to price predictions for Bitcoin. Now, the way we do this, guys. Oh, I didn't even look yet. The way we do this is that we predict on Tuesday what the price of Bitcoin will be at 1030. Or 1045. 1045, excuse me. 1045 on Friday. The last two weeks, we've done it this way instead of at 930 at the beginning of the stream because it turns into a horse race around the end of the stream, which literally in three days from now on Friday, we will be predicting what Bitcoin will be trading at. So let me make sure I have my phone out so I can uh, write these down. Yes, make sure you write that down. I guess I can, you know, we can do it afterwards also, because we, yes. we have this uh, recorded, uh, That's <laughs> it's a good codified point. here. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like we're on air. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Jeb, you know what? You always have the benefit of going around last, so how about you get to go first, so we can, right, I, actually, right, I, I already right. have mine uh, sort of determined okay, also, so okay, okay, I won't okay, change okay. it based on yours. All right, let me look at this. Let me look at this price. What's Friday? Friday's the 18th. Let's look at Friday. What are we going to be trading at on Friday? I believe on Friday, Bitcoin will be trading at $48,000. Okay, $48,000 for, 48. uh, for Jeb. Uh, I, uh, let's see. Is, is Tim, is Tim I'm definitely going to go last. I'm just about Full screen. I don't think he's on a plane right now. He's on a plane right now. Oh, I saw yeah. him. In, in, uh, he's, yeah, because he, he said getting, he's he was getting on the plane. Well, let's create a speculative number for him just so he's in the running. Okay. Uh, but, but we will. Uh, That's funny. Uh 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be bullish. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say conservatively bu- bullish. I'm going to say um, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand three hundred and forty-two. Okay, fifty thousand three hundred and forty-two. Okay, wow. All right. Well, Smay, what do you got? Forty-five. Forty-five. I'm in the middle. I yes. Okay. You're I in like the middle. You're forty-eight. Yes, you said forty-five. He said fifty. Yeah, Smay, oh, I'm the in middle. the middle. Sorry, I'm I'm stupid. I <laughs> thought silly. no, that, that, that's so that's, stupid. That's I thought like, you said I was on the bottom. No, no. That, that's, that's so kind of like when you made the comment about uh, books being around for thousands of years, and I said, no, they've only been around. No, they've been for only hundreds. around for hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, printing presses, sir. Oh, uh, printing press, sir. Well, right, we had uh, books before that. Goodness yeah. gracious, that's Kevin. funny. Uh, so let's do a speculative one. Do you think? Where 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 would you think uh, Tim would guess? I think if he were here, he would say sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty dollars. No. No. <laughs> silly goose. What, let, why let, is that silly? <laughs> uh, all oh, right. Sorry. So let's do... Christian uh, Channel. So, so wait, what did you do, uh, Smay? What was your... 45. 45 and you were 48. 48. Uh, so let's put it. Uh, let's put him uh, in the support region. Uh, what, 42? Yeah, we'll put him in 42. I like that. Let's do no, 42. No, no, no. No, let's do 42. Heck? You better he not have him encroach on, on me. I do not stop, want him to stop, win stop, when he didn't even stop, make the prediction. Stop, stop, I'm not losing stop. the Hoddle Trophy hey, to him again. Hey, 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 He does not get a vote because he's not here. That's what I was going to say. He's I, not here. If, I don't, if I'm not here and I don't get a vote and if Jeff's he not here and he doesn't get a vote. If he had made a prediction, we would we would count yeah, it. But he's, but not, he's not here He doesn't get a vote. He doesn't get a vote. As you can see, we are just like any family. We squabble. Yes. No, because here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm the lowest right now. Right. If you yeah. just set him lower than me right. and it goes low, you know then what? he wins. He's not even here to mm-hmm. win. You're right. So you know what? We'll it's keep true. it as it is. It's a 45 for Smay, 48 for uh, Jeb, 48. and then I'm at uh, I don't even remember what I said. 50 something. Uh, 53, 42. 53, 42. Yeah. Uh, 50,342. Uh, but you know we got uh, we got we got some work to do to break through this resistance. Uh, break. Uh, hopefully we break out of this uh, inverse head and shoulders. We got some great metrics coming up. We yeah, got man. some signals flashing that the the bulls are trying to make some attempts, but we have that. The speculative indecision in the market with all the the Fed, but uh, that's what we got. Yeah, yeah. guys, you enjoyed today's stream. Smash that like button. Thank you so much for the fourteen hundred likes, and make sure to follow us on social media at Crypto Jeb over on Instagram and Twitter at Crypto Jeb Official on TikTok. We're posting to all of those platforms daily, and we have a ton of great content for you. By the way, if you haven't seen the interview I did with the founder of Cardano, Charles Hoskinson, that went out on Sunday. Phenomenal interview. He absolutely carried it. I just sat back and said, Charles. Go to town. Amazing interview. Really, really, really enjoyed getting to listen to him. He's very, very wise. Kind of a genius guy, and I would love for you guys to watch that if you haven't already. There are a lot of articles written about it, a lot of great things he said there. We talked about governance. We didn't just talk about price. In fact, price didn't even come up once. We talked about governance and how Cardano and other blockchain solutions decentralized inclusively accountable governance systems can help to solve a lot of the world's problems because Charles and I both agree that there is an existential threat to modern democracy right now when both sides of the aisles don't trust the trusted intermediaries and systems that are supposed to be underpinning the government. That's dangerous. And Cardano and other blockchain solutions have the ability to do that. And by the way, I just want to address something because there's been some confusion over the last few days. We never, I want to say this on air in front of everybody, we never, ever, ever, ever take coin sponsorships Ever. I was not paid a dime to have Charles Hoskinson on the channel. Ever. We never take coin sponsorships. I have never been paid a penny by by IOHK, IOG, Charles Hoskinson, anything to do with Cardano. The reason that I'm talking about Cardano is because I think Cardano is a good project. 
and I'm ideologically aligned to it. I just want to clarify that. I understand if you might be wondering, because I have talked about it a lot lately, we never, ever get paid for coin sponsorships. We've been offered many times. We, re we reject them every single time because we want you guys to be able to trust that we are unbiased in what we're talking about with coins. We never want you guys to think, that we are, you know, making a prediction or, or supporting a coin because we're being, being paid for it. Just want to make that clear. Kelly, go ahead. No, it's just uh, Tim apparently is I, in chat. Yeah, somehow he manifested out of nowhere. T now. Tim's in chat. He's being adamant that he, he's okay. got, yeah. Okay. So, uh, gosh. What cool. a goober. At least pick a prediction that's not lower than mine. It's official. You all saw hey, it. Yeah. I it's mean, fun. That's it, true. it makes good for the good horse race on Friday. It does as, make for a good horse race on Friday. He decides you know? to just show up out of nowhere. Yeah. Just don't worry about it, guys, because uh, I'll be I'll just be holding this. You know, I'm I'm going, I'm heading back to New York next Monday. <laughs> Tim, I'm so, frustrated. Uh, I might be having to take this with me. Pride cometh before the fall, my friend. Well, guys, <laughs> if you enjoyed today's stream, smash that like button. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We got more content coming out later. You're not gonna want to miss it. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace oh i got a real good we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media